Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Infuse Your Future podcast, where we bring together people and ideas who are making the world a better place. I'm your host, Dr. C. Today, we have with us Karen Leventhal from Seniors Choice, and she's going to talk about the sandwich generation and other great things. So I would like to introduce you. Hi. Hi, Karen. How are you? Carla, it is so great to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, your business, and how you infuse the world. How much time do we have? As much as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I uh, started out in the senior industry um, in my early 20s. I originally was actually supposed to be a lawyer and fell in love with working with seniors on a whim um, and decided to be a social worker and started out in New York City as um, working in a senior center. Then I ended up as a social worker. Um, Loved working with seniors. Um, but seniors do not love living in a nursing home. They just do not want that. Um, then I decided in uh, in my early, I think I was like 26 or something like that. I decided to move to California. So I just picked myself up and a boyfriend and we just went cross country and moved to California, moved to San Diego and haven't left ever since, um, but stayed in the senior arena. I worked back in a nursing home again, but then I went into assisted living Uh, I went into Alzheimer's care um, and independent living. So all different things. And um, then I decided that, and I loved it. I loved working with the seniors. I didn't like the corporate environment and all the corporate nonsense and the bosses and the change in management companies and all the new rules. Didn't like that. Um, But I loved the senior part. And then I decided that I went, uh, I, what I got an opportunity to work for a hospice which was always something I really wanted to do because hospice is an amazing organization or an, the concept of hospice is amazing, how they're going to help people in their last, you know, dying days and help them make their life better, make their family life better or more improved and really love the concept. Um, worked for a nonprofit hospice, which was amazing um, until it wasn't. And about 20% of us in one day were let go. Um, and I was part of the 20%. They didn't feel like they needed any marketing to get patients for their hospice, but they couldn't understand why there were no patients for their hospice. Go figure. So got let go. And I decided, uh, what do you do when you don't know what the heck you're going to do with your life? You take a vacation. So I went on vacation, um, had a trip already planned anyway, just extended it out with my uh, boyfriend and went on this vacation. Um, and kept talking about, we should do a business together. We've worked together before. Let's open a business. Let's do, let's do. Finally, we came up with a concept of opening a business that helps seniors. We both have this passion for helping seniors. So we opened up this company called Seniors Choice. We started out as a handyman company and um, loved loved it, but people were asking us for more. Uh, We want bigger projects. And in California, as a handyman, you can only do projects $500 or under. And people were like, well, can you remodel our bathroom? Can you do this? Can you do that? And so then we went ahead and got our contractor's license so we could do more. And we also specialized in helping seniors um, stay home in their house as long as possible. Because what I learned over all those years in the senior industry is that the overall concept is people want to stay in their home. 
they don't want to live in a community, even though assisted livings are amazing and they're great for some people, they're not great for everybody, um, but they want to stay in their home. And so Seniors Choice really is dedicated to helping seniors stay in their home. How it ties into the sandwich generation is that seniors are just like children in the sense that um, they are in denial of what they need and they like to say no very often. And so um, the adult children, like you and me, having to deal with children who are telling us, no, I don't want to do this. And you have to constantly remind them to do things. And then dealing with your adult parents who are telling you, no, I don't need a grab bar. And no, I don't need to take a shower. And don't remind me, I'm the mother here. You're my child. And, and you're just caught in the middle. You are the sandwich generation. And it is a rough place to be in. And you get no respect either way from your kids, from your adult parents. You just get no respect like Rodney Dangerfield. So yeah, it's a tough place to be. Well, I can definitely appreciate a lot of the stuff that you said because the first 25 years of my career exclusively, I was a podiatrist. And uh, like you, I moved from New York to California. And my first 10 years of California, first eight to 10 years of California, I almost exclusively did nursing homes. So wow. I can definitely understand not ever wanting to to live in one. Um, even in assisting living center, even in assisted living, I get it. I mean, you want to be in your home. You want, yeah. And there are amazing. And actually, today I happened to go out doing some marketing in assisted livings and and nursing homes, and it just reminded me. It's like people don't want to live there. I mean, and some of the assisted livings I went to were absolutely gorgeous, like a hotel. That I could get, I can wrap my head around that. But our generation is different. We're very proactive in things, I think anyway, or I hope. We're more, we're more proactive, let's say that. We're more proactive and coming up with a plan and what we're gonna do when we get older. And that's really what my message is, is talking about future-proofing your house and really helping you age in place successfully. I hear so many times the seniors say to me, I, for example, perfect example, I went to a client's house. She's been a client 15 years since the start of my business. And I said, oh, that rug is so beautiful when you walk in the house. And I said, but it's a little, uh, it moves a little bit. So it's a little dangerous, especially with your cane. And she goes, oh, I just walk around it. I know it's there. I would never trip on it. I've never tripped on it before. So why would I now? And I said, well, because no, now you're 93. And when you had the rug there originally, you didn't use a cane. Your life and your body has changed. Your house hasn't, but your life and body have changed. So we need to get your house up to speed to where your body is. And people, the denial thing is huge. They don't think they need anything different. They ever think, I'm fine until they're not. And that's when the trouble really begins because then you're in crisis mode. And anytime you operate at a crisis, as opposed to prevention, you spend more money. It, it costs you in so many different ways. It costs your independence. It costs you more money. It costs time. It costs family arguments. And you as a daughter, son, you don't want the last couple of years, whether it's five or 25 years of the life of your parent, fighting with them, arguing with them, bickering with them. Ma, you need a grab bar. Like, let's get you a grab. I don't need a grab bar. I mean, on and on. I could go on and on with stories, but um, my favorite, honestly, is my grandmother. She, a uh, feisty New Yorker, born and bred, tough as nails in her, she died at 101 and a half. 
in her 90s, she was going into, she lived in New Jersey and then would go into New York City by herself, by bus, and knew the city, knew New Jersey like the back of her hand and could barely see. And when she was like 85, when I first started my business, um, I went to her, I stayed at her house and I said, hey, grandma, what about putting in some grab bars in your tub? She goes, I don't need grab bars in the tub. I'm fine getting in and out. I said, well, we just need the practice for the business. Do you mind if we just put them in? Okay, fine. Whatever. Next morning, she she didn't need them. She's only 85 and she took a bath every day. Next morning, she comes and I come to see her and she goes, you know, those bars were really helpful. I said, really? She was put up in the other shower too, because if my friends sleep over, they need a place that it'll be easier for them to get in and out of the shower. I said, okay, no problem. And those bars literally saved her life. I mean, so many different ways and times they saved her life. As she got older and then medically toward the end of her life, again, 101, so not so shabby, um, she did need to use the other bathroom because it was a shower. It had a little lip, so it was easy to walk in. We put a shower chair, a handheld shower, and she was she was good to go. You know, I mean, it was a much safer situation. But the beginning in her 80s when she was so resistant, and I, I left out a lot of the choice words she said, but, you know, she didn't need them. Emphatically did not need the grab bars. Um, again, it's so difficult when you're dealing with your mother or father and you see they need help and you see that you can help them, right? I mean, you want to solve things and you, and makes your life a lot easier in the long run because you know when the blank hits the fan, who's going to pick up, pick it up? You are. So it's really important, like the whole, we see prevention as important, but they don't see it because they're not there yet. And that is maddening and frustrating and every other bleeping word you want to say, annoying and yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, especially women after a certain age, our bones weaken over time. So that same fall at 65 that you would have had at 45, 35, 25, that's a big difference. That's the difference between a broken wrist, a broken hip. And once you break your hip, I mean, that is a really difficult one to overcome. I mean, a lot of times, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the broken hip is what puts people in from home to an assisted living or a nursing, skilled nursing facility. Absolutely. So, you know, that's when you're, I mean, also, yes. I mean, disease process sets in, pneumonia can happen. Well, you know, you're not as mobile as you were. Everything changes. You become more. And as you get older, right, things things happen. Um, but that that increases the isolation. And if one thing the pandemic has taught us is that isolation is a killer. It's like the killer of the modern, you know, modern times, the isolation. And honestly, uh, my grandmother passed right before the pandemic. And we all said we were so thankful that it happened before because she would have been so isolated. As it was in the winter, it was tough for her. She lived in New Jersey. And so the winters were tough because she couldn't go out as much and things like that. So we were just thankful that she passed away before that made it a lot, you know, cause that was, it was just stressful, you know, for everybody, but yeah. And this is a great service because, you know, most people, when they're about to have a baby, they baby proof their home. Absolutely. You know, and the baby isn't old enough to say no, but, and when it isn't until you are about to have a child or even sometimes after you've had it and they're crawling around and you don't realize how many dangers are there until you actually have that infant or toddler who finds the danger that you did not see. 
Absolutely. And that's why I call it future proofing. It's just like baby proofing. And, and so much the same with seniors, right? I mean, they really don't understand how many dangers are in the home. Um, and like you said, it's an added challenge because now they're adults, they're, you're their, in, in many cases, they're your parents. And so they don't really want to take any direction from the younger generation. Um, and it makes it just that much more complex to deal with. And they don't understand, like you really don't, until you have medical issues and you, until you can't use your arm or you can't walk, you really have no idea how limiting that is. Right. And how it affects so many things in your life. Um, for example, I broke my three, oh, you're a podiatrist. I broke three metatarsals on the top of my foot. I don't know how. Wow. I was not a compliant, uh, this I admit, I was not compliant with, I should wear my boot. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. This lasted for six months. I had a boot, a cast, a boot back to the cast. Cause I was not compliant. I mean, and it was my left foot. I kept on driving because it was not my right foot. I, I lived in a two-story house. I had a knee scooter. I got used to that. And, um, but living in that two-story house, I remember, um, I'd be like, okay, I'm going down. This is it for the day. I'm not going back up. I brought things downstairs that I needed throughout the day. It was like a big truck down the stairs on my butt. And then I would get my knee scooter downstairs and I'd scoot myself around and cooking was a challenge and, you know, uh, getting dressed was okay. It was, but the showering was tough because I had the cast. I had to have a, I called it a cast condom, but it was a, you know, a cast uh, waterproofing cast thing, whatever you, I call it, like I said, a cast condom cast cover, you know, cover condom sink. <laughs> and so mine was bright blue and to cover my like hot pink cast, but th it lasted for six months. And those were a long six months. And I remember I had a fashion show I was supposed to model in and there was no way I could model. Not that I'm a model, but it was for a charity. And there was just no way I was getting out there with my knee scooter, but I did go to the event and even at the event, I put a big flag on the top of my scooter that people can see me coming through because people aren't mindful of people using mobility devices. They, you know, they think they're slowing down things and everything like, I mean, like you're treated differently. You definitely sure. are treated differently. And um, it was eye-opening, you know, things I've been talking about this for years, but until it really happened to you, like until you see it firsthand, you know, secondhand is one thing or third hand from a client, you know, you have a little perspective, your parents, less perspective, more annoying things. And then when it's yourself, it's a whole different ballgame. You're like, wow, this is annoying. <laughs> you know, this is, sure. this is not fun. And so, when you're an independent person and you lose that independence, uh, the mental stress on that, it can absolutely. be overwhelming. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the biggest one, and I always go back to my grandmother because her and I were really close. The biggest thing for her was when she gave up her license and the, um, luckily, luckily she made the decision on her own. Um, however, mentally it wrecked her. So she would tell me, um, she was very, she was the driver, first of all, of all her friends. That was, she was the driver. She liked to be in control, whatever. And a tough New Yorker. That's all I have to say. And so she, um, I said to her, oh, what are you doing tonight for dinner? She goes, oh, me and the girls, we're going out for dinner. And I said, oh, where are you going? She goes, it's not up to me. I'm not the driver. I said, grandma, 
you have a big mouth. If you would have said, and I, you know, her and I had that relationship that I can say that to her. I wasn't being disrespectful or anything. So grandma, you have a big mouth. Just tell them you want Chinese food and you'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll say, okay, Sylvia, we'll get Chinese food. She goes, I'm not the driver. I don't have a right to say anything. And this is coming from a strong New York, tough as nails, broad, so to, you know, old term broad. But right, it, right. And she just felt like a shrinking violet. It just really, it, it damaged her. You know, it really hurt her. It really took her, took her down a couple of pegs in her mind, not for anyone else. I mean, right. but it, yeah, it's very interesting. And again, even with her, it was diff the difficult conversations of um, we like, I know, um, you know, those pendants I've fallen and I can't get up, you know, yes. those people don't want those. Right. Cause that shows you're old. And we said to her, but you live alone. So like something's got to give, we're nervous. If you fall, how are we going to know something happens? And I'm, I'll never forget this. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell you about her, but um, one of them, she fell and didn't, um, I don't think she had the pendant on. She fell and she thought she might have a concussion, but she didn't want to worry anybody. So she decided to just stay up all night because she knew you shouldn't fall asleep if you have a concussion. So she just stayed up all night. And then in the morning told people, oh, I fell last night. <laughs> We're like, wow. oh my. Tough cookie. She was tough. She, oh yeah. Well, wow. there were so many things she had for her. She had an amazing social network, right? She wasn't isolated because she had this network. She would wake up in the morning and call her sister-in-law. Hi, Ethel, I'm up. How was your night? Did you sleep well? Okay, good, I'll talk to you. I'm gonna go jump in the shower. Then she'd go take her bath her shower and then call Ethel back and check in on Ethel then because Ethel would go do something you know like she just had this network and it was like amazing that they all just kept track of each other and if I call and I know for myself my brother my family if we called her house and nobody answered we'd all start to panic a little bit and call one of the family members like okay where's grandma tonight oh she's at the movies that's right okay good it's 9 30 she should be home you know and she's not <laughs> home she's not, you know she's not a kid but, you know, these things, all these things add up to making yourself, you know, age successfully. So um, with my business, I really look at the that social worker in me. I look at the whole comprehensive package. I specialize in the house and making adjustments in the house and doing a full assessment, um, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, I do the assessment and then make recommendations, recommendations for immediate things as well as for the future. So if someone tells me my mom has Parkinson's or whatever disease, I can say, okay, so let's see different things I would assess how they're doing now. But then I could say, you know, the chances of them being in a wheelchair are pretty high. Let's make sure the doors are wide enough. Let's make sure they can get in the tub or the shower and just really think for the future so that we make these changes in the home now, not later when they need it. Because getting discharged from a nursing home, the hospital, they always want, a, they call it a safe discharge. And what a safe discharge means that they have support in the home. Then people really think that Medicare is gonna help them or their insurance is gonna help them. I'm sorry to tell you that's not true. They will provide some assistance, but not what usually you need when you get discharged. And if your house not is- enough. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough, definitely not enough, no. And it was, it's funny, I was at a meeting yesterday and this guy, new to the meeting, uh, put his website up and I started looking at it and he listed all these things that Medicare does supposedly. 
which which 100% was false. And so a friend and I, uh, I call her my friend of me because we have pretty similar companies, um, but we work together all the time. I said to her, did you see the website and how he's saying Medicare is paying for all this? She goes, yeah, I'd like to pick his brain and figure out how he comes up with that. I'm like, I think we should double team him at lunch and like get the answers because I don't know where he's thinking these things because they're absolutely not true. And, and that's the unfortunate part, you know, when you're, when there's a crisis and you're dealing with your, your loved one, your parent or whatever, you're in crisis mode. You can't think straight because you have so many other things going on. It never happens at the right time, a crisis, and you don't even know where to go, right? Because these things are not easily talked about or often talked about. There's not that many seminars on getting older. Um, there's more like in San Diego where I live, there are, you know, a few, but they're not People don't know what they don't know. And until you're in it. And certainly doing a complete remodel of your home when you've just fallen and broken something is not, it's not something that can happen because home remodels take time. And yeah, Even if you know exactly who you want to hire and you happen to have all of the money, which I'm sure it gets pretty pricey. Good. Then it, it it's not overnight. It takes longer than it would take a bone to heal. Exactly. Or uh, a wound to heal. Wounds yep. can take a really long time to heal, which people Absolutely. don't understand. When you're young, a wound will heal up in a couple of weeks. When you're older, it could be months, years. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said you said when you go into a house, you do an assessment. Like, what kinds of things are you looking for? What kinds of you mentioned the bars on the showers. Yep. What others? And you mentioned you know slippery rugs. Correct. But what are some other things that you're looking for that you need people to change in their homes to make them safer? Well, as soon as I pull up, I'm looking to see what access they have to get in and out of their house. Um, ideally, you want to have two safe access accesses, like especially if there's a fire, you want to have at least two ways you can get out of your home. Um, and you want it to be whether you need a ramp or a chair, um, a porch lift. There's so uh, you know there's so many options. Depends on the house. So I'm looking as soon as I get in my uh, pull up I'm like oh okay there's four stairs there's a landing then four more stairs I'm looking at the lighting is there any lighting is there enough lighting is it sensor lighting is it solar lighting when you get to the front door is there a place this is simple people don't think about is there a place you can put your stuff down and then open the door and fiddle with your keys because you're carrying a bunch of stuff oh we all believe me I let anyway we all want to get in the house as soon as possible and not make 25 trips, right? I mean, we're trying to carry so many things and rush into the house and just sit down and relax. Well, if you have a table or a chair right next to your door, when you get to the door, you could put it down safely, get your keys out, open your door, or even have a keypad that it's easy, you know, just having a keypad lock instead of having to fumble for the keys. But having that there is something, just an easy fix or hopeful fix to uh, preventing someone from falling when they walk in their house. Then I'm always looking for loose cords, you know, tidiness. You don't want to have piles of things. Pets, a lot of times, uh, my cat just walked out. That's what made me think of it. Um, I was looking for her for the last 15 minutes. But anyway, um, pets can get in the way, especially dogs, because they tend to get under your feet, little dogs especially. And if you're like uh, in a rush to go get the phone and you are just hurrying and you don't see your dog and the dog's under your feet, you could trip on your dog. So it's being mindful of your animals, um, which I can't control, but it's just talking to the person about being mindful of that. Having solutions. 
sorry. Yeah. Or the or the dog toys laying around. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You, know, you step on and then whoop, the next thing you know, you're falling over. Sometimes they're worse than Legos. I mean, those are the worst to step on. <laughs> they're, they're like Chinese water. They're like torture items, but yeah. So um was oh so anyway, there's like there's just so many solutions for the house. And the other thing, and again, some of them are simple and um, people look at me and they're like, I never thought of that. Like I literally went to someone, this was, this was the ultimate. I went to someone's house and she said, my mom's having a hard time getting through that, the doorway. We can't make it bigger though. There was just no way. Um, and she's bruising her left hip. And I said, oh, cause there's a table there and she keeps hitting it with her left hip cause it's jutting out. <laughs> and I said, why don't we just turn the table the opposite? If we have to keep the table, let's just turn it the other way. So it doesn't jut out. And they're like, Oh my God, that is so smart. And I'm like, thank you. This is why I get the big bucks. I mean, a lot of it's common sense, but people don't think about it. I mean, I have people that um, they keep their favorite pan that they use every day up in the top shelf because they've always kept it in the top shelf and they were three inches taller then. And now they've shrunk a little bit. Their arms, they don't have as good range of motion in their shoulders. But every day they get that pan up there because that's where they keep it, not on the stove. Not, I know it looks untidy, but if you're going to use it every day, leave it on the stove. No one's, you know, good housekeeping magazines not coming through and saying, you know, oh my gosh, you have a pan on the stove. I mean, some of this stuff is, it is really obvious. I've looked at someone's closets and again, the husband was taller than the wife. The wife had a spinal issue, so she was hunched over. And she's like, my stuff on this, and she had the top row and he had the bottom row. And I said, what do you think if we just switch even half the closet, you get the top, you get the bottom, he gets the top. They're like, oh my God, that's so sweet. So a lot of it is master of the obvious. But again, when you're living in it, when you're dealing with so many different things, you don't think about those things. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way it's always been. But and when you're talking longer, bigger things, you're talking about, widening doors, um, putting in a walk-in shower. That's like the number one biggest yeah. walk-in shower, meaning there's no threshold. You could just walk right in or roll right in, right in if you're in a wheelchair. And um, bathrooms are the most dangerous place in your house for many reasons. Um, hard surfaces on the floor. Carpeting is not good in the bathroom. It's totally gross and not hygienic. Um, there's sharp edges on the counters. So the floors are hard, there's sharp edges on the counter, and then you add water to the mix. And so it's like, it's just a, it's just a, a room full of, you know, landmines, so to speak. And so it's just really important in the bathroom to make it as safe as possible. Um, so grab bars are amazing. We have these poles, we call them stripper poles in the industry, but they're really called transfer poles. And they're tension mounted uh, floor to ceiling poles. And, um, so they don't damage anything. So if you rent somewhere, you can put them in a rental. They're easy to install. Um, a handyman can install them. And what they do is they allow you to hold onto the pole and pull yourself off the couch, off the, the out of the bed, off the toilet is the most common, off the toilet. And it has a bar that you can rotate so you can get in and out of the shower, on and off the toilet on the same pole. So things like that really make a difference also. But what I caution people is, and especially our generation, right? We could do it ourselves. We got this. We'll just do the research. We'll just Google it and, or AI it now and figure out 
what to do. And that's great. And it is really helpful. And believe me, I'm that girl too, for a lot of things. However, there's so many different options and there's so many different variables that you'll spend so much time, energy, and money doing those things that you're wasting. And when you're a busy sandwich generation person, you don't have those, the luxury of time, energy, and money. So it's really important that I really uh, urge people to call a professional. And I always, I always word it like this. If your tooth is hurting you or your foot is hurting you, right? You call a dentist, a podiatrist, your car is broken, you go to a car mechanic. If your house is broken, you go to somebody who's gonna help your house, someone who specializes in accessibility, a, a contractor, that kind of thing. Um, and contractors these days, some know about this and some don't. Most don't, honestly. But there's a certification called a Certified Aging in Place uh, certification that some contractors are starting to get. And there's a couple other certifications out there that contractors can have. Um, but it's it's not as popular as it should be, honestly. I was oh, just talking to a friend and she said, yeah, I'm remodeling my bathroom and I asked for a wider door. He goes, I don't think they make wider doors than 32 inches. Like, what? <laughs> a new contractor because he doesn't know anything if that's the case. Oh my gosh, you can make a door as wide as you want. Exactly. I know, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, so, that, oh, so that there's, there's so many options out there. So you were talking earlier about the the obstacle of getting people to recognize that they need this and getting it done. So how do you convince people? How do you go out and, and let people know you're around and then actually convince them that it needs to be done before it's a crisis? Um, what I do for marketing type of thing for my business is I try to do as much public speaking as possible in different venues where seniors go or their adult children. I speak with discharge planners in uh, rehab centers letting them know that the service is available, that I'm part of the team of the discharge to make it a safe discharge. And the, the difference I would say of me saying something as the professional than you, the daughter saying something is, you know nothing and I know everything because I'm the professional, even though we know the same exact things. It's still, it's still not coming from your mouth. And a, a perfect example, oh my gosh, this, this one was hilarious. So I had this family, the daughter called me, my parents need to do something, but they're so stubborn. Can you come to the house and take a look? Absolutely. So I go, the father was an engineer and he, uh, he said, I've already measured everything and my four poster bed has got to be moved downstairs with the mattress that's seriously 50 years old, um, that has to be moved downstairs to the guest bedroom. That's where we want to live. And we'll remodel the bathroom and put it, make it more accessible because they both were using walkers and stuff. And I said, okay, so let's go downstairs and like measure, we measured the bed. He said he did all these measurements and he goes, we'll put the four poster bed in the corner and in the room. And I said, so who sleeps on the left side? I was in the left corner. Who sleeps on the left side? Well, my wife, I go, how is she supposed to get in the bed? And he goes, oh, I didn't think of that. I'm like, and where are you gonna leave your walkers when you go to sleep? Because you could barely get through. There's not even two feet between the bed and the wall on the right side of the wall. Oh, I didn't think of that. And then he, I said, okay, um, what if, and again, just getting a little creative. I said, what if we just make the living room your bedroom? 
He goes, what would we do if we have guests? I said, well, let me ask you, how often do you have guests? Once a year. And I said, do you sit in the TV room or do you sit in the living room? The TV room. I said, well, then it really wouldn't matter. And he was like, oh, I never thought about that. And meanwhile, the daughter's like, dad, we've talked about this 10 times and you've, you know, and so she's getting all huffy and looking at me and rolling her eyes. And I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. Um, but having a professional come in with brilliant ideas, I, I roll my eyes on that one because my ideas are not that brilliant, but because it's coming from a professional, it really does make a difference. And that, that does help. It doesn't always, I'm not a, ma I'm not a magician. And I always tell my clients, I am not psychic. I don't have a crystal ball, but I can maybe see that that throw rug, that fireplace hearth, whatever could be a potential fall risk. And they're like, no, I've never, you know, again, they're, they're in denial that things can happen. It's, it's an uphill battle, but I think having a professional come in makes it a lot easier, especially for the sandwich generation. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. And then um, what kind of investment are you looking at? And does the homeowner's insurance cover any of it? Homeowner's insurance does not cover any of it. Um, if a person has long-term care insurance and they have a home modification rider, it would cover. And if they have VA benefits, veteran benefits, um, they will sometimes cover things like grab bars, ramps. I've done, I think, one bathroom remodel that the VA covered. It's tough to get. And if you don't have any, any outside help, what kind of an investment are you usually looking at to remodel your home for this? It depends. I mean, there's a huge range. So you could put in grab bars for, so first of all, um, I charge for my assessment and I'll tell you why I not, I never used to, and people didn't listen to me as much because it was a free assessment. If you pay for your assessment, oh, you're going to listen because you're paying for it. So that just sets the tone differently. If they go ahead and use me as a service to do the remodel, then I reimburse it in the in the project. But if they don't, and they just say, thank you for the plan, because I give them a written plan of attack, so to speak, for a future, for a currently and for the future. And it's very detailed with links and pictures and everything they can use. And believe me, if they want to order stuff on Amazon, let me at least give them the links to what they should order on Amazon. Some things they could definitely DIY but some things you really can't. So um, there's a charge, like I said, for the assessment and then depending on what needs to happen. Uh, you can have grab bars installed depending on the number, the kind, there's fancy grab bars now. They even have grab bars. These are amazing actually. They even have grab bars that are toilet paper holder grab bars and towel holder grab bars, which you'd never know they're grab bars. They're just nice. And that really makes a difference, right? Cause it takes the stigma of being in an old person's home. That makes yeah, sense. I would think as this becomes more and more popular, they're going to find more and more ways to hide or blend in the the accommodations. There's uh, there's a thing called a toilevator, which is hilarious name. And what it is is you uh, uninstall your toilet, and then it's a riser you install, and then the toilet above it, so you don't so you have a elevated even more elevated toilet, even if you have a high rise toilet. This elevates it even more. It makes it easier to get on and off the toilet. I mean, there's so many things out there now that are incredible. Technology is helping. That is for sure. That is amazing. Yeah. And for your personal company, what area do you cover? Well, I live in San Diego. I cover the whole country or actually internationally because I can do it virtually. 
All you need is a little, uh, like uh, your camera be on a video chat and, um, and the tape measure. And then I can, you'll walk me through the house. I'll ask you to measure a couple things. You will take some pictures and then I can do an assessment off of that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. During COVID, it taught me, hey, you got to pivot, right? Like the rest of us, you got to come up with ways to make it work. Not everyone wanted people in their house. And so they, but they still needed the service. So that was a great way to do it. Um, it started, I had a lady that heard me speak on fall prevention. And she's like, I'm going to Minnesota this summer and I'm going to be there. And do you think you can help me then? I said, absolutely. Let's just do a video chat. And it was perfect worked out great and I did was able the other piece of it is is again that social worker in me I'm always trying to connect people to the resources I'm part of um an organization that is national and so I can go in there and get resources from the national organization in the town or, or the city that person lives in and oh, that's great somebody, and so probably if oh sorry go ahead I, know, I was gonna say if they don't know somebody they know somebody who knows somebody type of thing and that's great too like because like you said a lot of contractors don't understand uh, going into age-proof a home. Correct. And if they're working with you, then you can help them find an appropriate contractor to get the job done and get the job done right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would like to let the listeners know before we start wrapping up? Can I give my contact information? Absolutely. And it will also be down in the show notes. Awesome. Well, yeah. Tell people how to find you. You can find me, of course, online. I have a website, www.seniors with an S at the end, seniors choice, SD, like San Diego.com. And again, my name is Karen Leventhal. And I really look forward to hearing from you guys. So Carla, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. This is so exciting to be on here with you. And if anyone has any questions, um, you could reach me at www.seniorschoicesd.com or give me a call. I love to chat. 760-518-1836. I'm located in Pacific time. So just keep that in mind. If you give me a call in the morning and I don't answer because it might be five <laughs> in my time. And um, you can find me on Facebook as well on Seniors Choice page. Okay, great. And I will have all, I'll have your information in the show notes as well. So if you weren't able to pick it up, you can just scroll down there or just reverse and listen to it again. Yeah, that's right. And I have a LinkedIn page, of course. I'll send you everything though. The okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I like to have a call to action at the end of each episode. So I'm wondering if you want to give the audience a call to action today. What I'd really like you to do is really take a few minutes and look at your house or look at your parents' house and really walk in the door with the your eyes wide open of what it would take if you were in a wheelchair or you were using crutches even, of what that would take to get in the house. Be mindful of it. Look around. Is there not enough light? Is, the, is there steps to get in? Is the door wide enough? Just like, just open up your mind to this. Open up your mind to this. Go online. And do a Google search for like a home safety assessment. AARP has one. Um, the San Diego Fall Prevention Task Force has one online. There's tons of them online. And they're all do-it-yourself. Just look around and you can really look and see um, things you should be mindful of that are all DIY. When it comes to the bigger things, that's when you need the, the real professionals. With the other stuff, pulling up throw rugs, 
you know, uh, cords, moving cords out of the way, that kind of thing, DIY. Um, but the other, the other um, major stuff, you can't DIY. So I just, rec I recommend Google it, home safety evaluation, you know, or mini home safety evaluation. I have one on my website, or I think there's a link on my website to email me. Email me. I will be happy to send you one. Um, and do one on your own home, do one on your parents' home and really look and see what potential risks there are in the house and be ready for them, have a plan for them. Maybe it's, you know, in the next 45 days, I'm gonna put in a grab bar in the guest bathroom where my mom comes and visits for Christmas, right? I mean, that's a big thing coming home for the holidays now, um, people coming for the holidays, you have to really be mindful of your guests and what if they can't get in the house or what if they can't use the bathroom, your guest bathroom. So even just putting a toilet paper grab bar would be a really big difference to make it easier for them to get in and out of the, on and off the toilet type of thing. So and actually that's a, that's a great idea with the holidays coming up or, you know, when the holidays pass, there's birthdays, other occasions where you can gift an assessment. They can gift one of your assessments to <laughs> someone they know that needs it. They might not think it's a gift, but yes, you can. <laughs> No, that's a great idea. I'm just teasing. That's a great idea. That is. I could even make a gift certificate or something, something fun. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could totally do that. All right. Well, is there, do you have any last words before we sign off? Oh, all my years of experience come back to the same line. Just like Dorothy said, there is no place like home. So really take a look at your home and see what you need to do to stay in it because prevention is the key. That's beautiful. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this, this episode of the Infuse Your Future podcast. And show Karen some love and visit her website. And this is actually a very important topic that probably rarely, if ever, gets thought of. So take advantage, you know, be proactive. Get your house ready and enjoy a longer, happier life that's more independent. Absolutely. Thank you, Carl. Don't forget to, sorry. No, I was just going to say thank you so much. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. And don't forget to share this podcast with at least two other people so we can help spread the word. Bye, everybody.